You are listening to Propelling, a Micro Drones podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Propelling. I'm your host, Sam Kingma. The drone market has grown significantly over the last few years. Drones are used anywhere from personal to professional use, with their use cases expanding on a year-by-year basis. Joining us today is Dominic Wojcik from Microdrones to discuss the drone market in Eastern Europe, how Poland's more open drone flying laws allowed their market to skyrocket, and how Microdrones' brand new technologies are extending the possibilities of what can be achieved by using drones. How are you doing, Dominic? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I wanted to start this interview asking, how did you get into drones for uh, geomatics? Uh, well, it's it's a kind of long story because um, I've basically I've been working uh, for Parrot for the last two years, and uh, there I've been uh, working with the consumer and commercial drones. Um, and after some time, I found out that uh, I'm really more and more interested into the professional market and the into the professional usage of drone. So uh, this part of business was uh, way more interesting and because every day you just see uh, some new usage scenarios from uh, the customers that are willing to do with a drone and they just you know think uh, as a drone of as, as a tool, not just the, as a toy uh, for the consumer or just for making photos. You see that uh, people are working with the results and this is what I really liked, and uh, that's why I start uh, focusing on the professional drones. So at the beginning, uh, it were the drones for the agriculture, then uh, photogrammetry, and uh, now I'm here working with the drones for geomatics. I'm uh, quite new at micro drones because I started at the beginning of October. And you came to micro drones to work with more uh, or with drones on a more professional level. Is that correct? Instead of at a commercial consumer level one. Yes, this is way more, way more professional um, and really way more interesting. Uh, could you go into that a bit? Uh, sort of explain the difference between sort of professional drone use versus uh, one that consume, regular consumer might use? Well, for, for regular consumer, uh, it's, it's still a toy or it's just um, a tool for getting some photos from your trips or, or things like this. Well, basically, when everybody just thinks about the uh, drone, uh, they are thinking about getting some uh, photos from holidays. And, and then that's it. They, they do not see the whole larger potential for the drones. So when you go into the professional usage, you see it totally different. Uh, people are uh, interested in getting the results, interested in getting the post-processed uh, data and work with those data. And they are really... Um, the, the payloads and the workflow for them is way more important than the, just the flying a drone. Drone becomes a tool for them and becomes a, something that they are using on their uh, everyday work and it just simply fits into the workflow among the other tools they are using uh, every day. Now, Dominic, you're from Poland and I wanted to know what is unique about the commercial drone market there compared to other parts of the world, like in the United States, for example? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Poland. I'm responsible for the eastern uh, part of Europe. Uh, so uh, it's a quite big area because um, I'm uh, I got the Baltic states in my area and then going uh, down through Poland, Czech Republic, uh, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania up to the uh, basically European part of Turkey. So uh, the whole area is quite big and uh, it's very, very differential and also very sensitive market. 
Uh, there are, of course, uh, visible the uh, big construction companies, uh, energy companies, gas and oil companies. Uh, all of those key players are here in the whole area. And uh, still the eastern part of Europe is uh, way behind uh, in infrastructure and uh, especially in roads compared to the western part of Europe. So basically it's a one big construction site and uh, our products are, are suited for this. We are here to, to deliver the tools for those companies. Why do construction companies want to use drones professionally? It's uh, simply for them and easy to collect the data. Uh, they sometimes they really need to make a survey or uh, just uh, get the overall info on the construction site very quickly. Uh, it's also very efficient for them to compare those data uh, on the daily basis. Um, basically, you cannot do it uh, without a large number of people going through the whole area which is, uh, of course, time-consuming and uh, it uh, uh, requires um, a lot of people to do it. You can make a survey with uh, one flight and one uh, flight operator. Uh, it's, it's just for them. It's, it's really simpler and easier to get those data and then to compare. In your, in your region, your jurisdiction in Eastern Europe, do you ever have to worry about sort of red tape when it comes to actually flying drones or does that vary on a country to country basis well it's very country to country basis so uh, every country has a different uh, law regarding the flying the drones and uh, it's, it's very complicated uh, right now in european union we are working on on this just to have the unified law um, lucky for me poland is the place where this uh, law is uh, really way more advanced compared to the other countries so uh, now we are already talking about BIVLOS. Uh, now we are talking about having a, a corridor for the autonomous flight. So those changes are coming into the market. But on the other hand, uh, when we are talking about the other countries in my region, it's way, way more complicated. So, uh, for example, in Romania, when you just want to sell a drone, you need to have some special license for this, uh, which is costly and uh, the uh, whole procedure for for getting this it's it's very complicated and time consuming and really nobody knows how to do it properly. Uh, it's it's a disaster when when you compare all of those countries and and uh, the flying clubs. But uh, on the overall, we, we are seeing that uh, the uh, governments are are now trying to. Um, change the law and uh, trying to catch up with the uh, possibilities that uh, you can use drone for the rescue, you can use drone for the survey, autonomous flights, any type of, of usage. And uh, this, this is happening now. And you believe that because Poland has these more lax and open laws in regards to drone ownership and drone flying, that it improves the market so much more in Poland compared to other countries in your jurisdiction? Uh, yeah, uh, in 2016 in Poland, we already have over 4,000 of drone operators, which at that time, I think it was uh, a third place worldwide. So uh, after the uh, Japan and United States, we were uh, first country from Europe with that uh, large number of the drone operators. So uh, when you see that uh, there is a lot of people who are trying to uh, get the license and do all of the flights um, uh, with uh, all of the uh, accordance to, to the law, local law, 
uh, you see that they are seeing the potential. Right now, the number of operators is already tripled. Uh, I think it's uh, way above 12,000 now. And uh, getting a license is not that easy in Poland because you need to uh, have, a, let's say, a driving license-like uh, thing for, for uh, Poland. Uh, you need to pass the national exam. Uh, but a lot of people are doing it. And uh, what comes also with this is the uh, large number of the service companies that are doing the services with drones. So uh, it's, we can see that the law and the changes in law, they are opening the whole market very quickly. And you know, people are, are finding it and uh, getting their future, going into their future with, with drones and with drone services. And do you believe that the key to success for most of these other countries in your jurisdiction is to adopt more open, laxer laws when it comes to flying drones like we see in Poland? Yeah, what really uh, would open the whole market is the um, one very uh, open uh, European law on, on European level so that every government should uh, follow this and then uh, make some small differences so uh, then uh, the the whole europe could uh, gain from it um, and now yeah we're seeing that every country if they are making the progress then the a lot of service companies are getting into and uh, really the the market is is growing rapidly so uh for example for the uh sweden uh, some time ago it was abandoned to fly a drone with uh, any type of camera which basically killed like 95% of any drone operations. Uh, when they saw that uh, this is impossible then to, to use the drones and to sell the drones, the law has changed quite quickly. So uh, we, we're seeing that uh, the governments are reacting, the, the law changes are uh, being done, but uh, still not as quick as the uh, whole industry uh, goes. Now, how do you believe micro drones specifically will make an impact on the drone market in sort of Eastern Europe? Oh, uh, well, we, we have a LiDAR system, for example, which is really something new and uh, it's not, it, it opens new ways of uh, working with data. So uh, we already talk with the construction companies or with uh, forestry and land management companies, uh, energy companies here in, in, uh, in my region. Um, we have also the MD Mapper uh, system, which on the other hand, especially together with our DG system, uh, delivers a very high accuracy and a simple workflow. And uh, all we know that uh, time is money. So when we can simplify and uh, the workflow and have the most efficient tool on the market, it it's, uh, just uh, opens the sales by itself. Yeah? So. Um, here with, with the microdrones products, uh, I think we can cover the gap. Uh, we can get into these uh, MD LiDAR and uh, the Mapper and other products that we have in our portfolio and uh, try to also show to the customers the, the user scenarios that uh, we can do with drone. And how do you see technologies like microdrone tector, microdrone mapper sort of affect the uh, drone market in general? It's like, Microdrone uh, M detector is, is something really new. Uh, 
there is a lack of um, such systems and uh, this is the platform for the gas methane detection uh, so uh, basically it's uh, once again it's a low cost for for the companies and uh, with this platform uh, you can fly over the areas that people just simply shouldn't go or it's uh, very dangerous for them to to make an inspection of a gas line uh, tanks and uh, all places that are hard to reach um, so uh, with, with this one which opens our uh, new line um, I think we, we can really try to get into the market and uh, into the mind of the customers that they can they, they have a new uh, tool which they can use uh, in, in some of the scenarios and the same here with the MD LiDAR um, we did the demo flight for one of the companies in uh, Slovakia. It was a uh, flight over the energy lines uh, to uh, get a classification of the plants, if the plants are not getting into the power lines, um, if it's safe um, or uh, it requires some trimming and uh, working. So basically those things were done uh, so far on foot by people in Slovakia or uh, from uh, the helicopter. Uh, both of those uh, things were uh, time-consuming and uh, really uh, cost, uh, uh, costly things. Now with a drone you can do it way, way quicker and easier, uh, which this is just another scenario for the customers uh, that uh, need to know that uh, we have those things. Uh, we can deliver such uh, data analysis and uh, then they can uh, start using it. So these kinds of technologies like MD Tector and MD Lighter, basically what they're doing is they're allowing for more diverse uses of drones that might not have otherwise been thought of or uh, used for, you know, say a couple months ago. Uh, yes, definitely. We are talking now with some of the customers that they are doing a very, um, they're doing the, this kind of work uh, from, uh, from copters and... This is way more expensive, uh, way more time-consuming. Uh, it's not that easy to plan the uh, the flight with the uh, copter. And now they are thinking about the uh, MD LiDAR solution because they simply didn't knew that this is already on the market and that uh, this is working, that uh, our workflow gives them everything from uh, hardware to software, gives them also support from our uh, whole uh, micro-drones team. So, uh, yeah. This is something new for, for market, and I, I'm seeing a big gap here. Uh, with MD LiDAR, we really can, uh, can do some differences. All right, Dominic, I have one more question for you, and it's where do you see the drone market in the whole world 10 years from now? I think everybody is uh, waiting now. We're looking for 5G. Uh, so uh, when we have a beef loss with uh, usage of 5G, this could be really a game changer. Uh, for uh, everybody, for from the uh, hardware uh, suppliers up to the software suppliers, just uh, the service companies, everybody, basically. So uh, this one thing, of course. Uh, the second is that uh, there are new payloads coming every month, every quarter, something new and something different, uh, which gives a really nice perspective. And uh, what also comes, and it's really uh, booming, is the uh, artificial intelligence, intelligence uh, software-based, uh, which just 
works on the collected data with drones and uh, it's it's something really new uh, for security for forestry uh, for basically every type of, of uh, work uh, that can be done with drones I, I think those are the the three uh, big factors for the nearest future so 5g artificial intelligence and the new ideas of payloads propelling a micro drones podcast